0: Hey, this is Rachel from 3 Girls 1 Cape, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time to mention that we just started our Patreon at patreon backslash 3 the number girls 1 the number cape, and even if you can just donate a dollar, um, I mean even 50 cents, you know, it all helps. We have different tiers, Um, we have some bonus material that will be coming your way for our Patreon subscribers and we're going to be doing live shows once a month so if you're interested in that and watching us get ridiculously taken and having some interesting conversations to say the least definitely subscribe to the Patreon and hopefully you guys can handle the truth
1: now encoding transmission transmission encoding completed have you often found yourself wondering about the unsolved mysteries and weirdness that surround them all now
2: i'm not saying it's definitely aliens but
1: it's definitely aliens You're listening to Three Girls, One Cape. Can you handle the truth? We got a good show for the people tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mm. Let's talk about Boat Island, baby! Yes. Yeah!
0: Welcome in to Three Girls, One One Cape. Cape. And we're... Here to bring you the fucking truth, man.
1: Oh, and maybe a little the magic
2: truth. in there. Maybe a little magic in there too, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're bringing we're bringing you the truth. We're bringing you magic. all the clam cakes <laughs> straight from Galilee. All right, like we we are doing this.
0: We have a few urban legends that we're gonna talk about tonight. Some haunted history. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm.
1: Little hauntings in Rhode Island, you know? Some spooky shit. Some ghost tales. Some yes. some uh some vampiric tales. You know? Yeah, we're gonna talk about all some of ghosts. those and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you. Haunted New England baby, all day, every day. We've
2: got
0: a decent buffet for y'all.
1: Uh-huh.
0: All right, let's get into it. Mara, take us away.
2: I'm going to take you away. And we are going to be starting with the Biltmore Hotel. And this information was... So sorry. This information was taken from amyscript.com. So the hotel is located in Providence, Rhode Island. It was first started in the 1920s. This hotel is of some prominence... Uh, Creators Stephen King and Robert Block were inspired by the creepiness and horrors that took place at the hotel and served as the influence for the Overlook Hotel from The Shining and the Bates Motel from Cycle. So some believe Bill, the hotel is the most haunted location in Rhode Island. Some of its history goes back to before it began running in 1918. When Johann Lees, an open Satanist, financed the construction of the Biltmore, including the site to educate others about Satanism. The hotel was designed as a religious vessel with a chicken coop placed on the roof to serve for weekly sacrifices, underground altars and they dug out springs to be included in cleansing rituals. Wait,
0: so I just want to get this straight. Y'all, yeah, bro. Are you saying that they, like, sacrifice chickens on the roof of this hotel? That's what I'm telling you oh, right God.
2: here. Right here in Three Drills, One Cape, man. For
0: the
1: love of Satan.
2: Yes. And it's said that the notorious... Bouchant, Bouchant dining room. I, Ooh. I am sad. I butchered that. Which featured nude female waitstaff was
1: from. Ref- mm. Ooh, yes, nude they were female ref- waitstaff. This sounds like my kind of place.
2: I know that little bit of everything. He has a nude, satanism, satan You know, know. Satanism, satan yes. rooms, you know? Yeah. hey,
1: if you ain't sitting, he ain't women. Right. It exactly. was like mm-hmm.
2: what is that place? That chicken place, like with all the beautiful women.
1: Kentucky Fat's chicken?
2: No 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 like uh, Pop Hooters. It was Hooters Hooters. Hooters was yeah! Satan. <laughs> Satan is so... <laughs> And so these women were referred to as the Bacomp girls and the hotel was a prominent site during Prohibition yeah. and during this time okay. the building alert many high powered and prestigious individuals oh, the my. site. Was pilfered with six murders, including a drowned 11-year-old prostitute. Oh, that's... A
1: 11-year-old old prostitute?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's
1: called... Yo, so this who, who a... was the guys that were doing that to that young girl? I'm gonna go kill them right now.
2: Jeffrey Epstein. It was his past life.
1: It was fucking Jeffrey Epstein.
2: <laughs> he's been alive for hundreds of years. Yeah, he's a vampire. Yeah, we'll he... get into that later. Well,
1: yeah, he didn't kill himself. Anyways, continue. No. Yes.
2: Yes. And then a mayor and governor were implicated in murder, and there were several reported rape accusations. And then on October 24th, 1929, following the Stark market crash, a financial worker threw himself off the 14th floor. And while mm. their identity is unknown, he is a prominent ghost at the hotel, and he's been seen the most out of all of them. Some guests have even seen someone falling outside, only to disappear before impact. During mm-hmm. the witching hour, there's been reports mm-hmm. of guests hearing wild parties coming from empty rooms. Wild parties. And some of these sounds that they hear include heavy stomps, glasses clinking. Others have seen specters dancing in a grand ballroom, so like Anastasia. And That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And it says, those who are brave enough to visit the hotel, bearing COVID restrictions, rooms start around $150 for two guests. $150?
1: That's not bad, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cheaper than the Aussie Borden
0: house. Do they still have
1: topless waitresses, though, serving chicken? Yeah, you can Uh,
0: promote your honey and get some spooky. do, Do they still have topless...
2: Women that serve you chicken? Now, I did not see anything. of oh, that
1: That's it's like slant, you know, butts. it made you say, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, realistically, I'm like, yo, let's go book a room right now, guys. Let's go. <laughs> realistically, in this, in this if you place. pay anybody enough
0: money, I'm sure we could get some titties and wings. Exactly.
1: Yeah, right, like titties and wings they go hand in hand.
2: And that, in, that concludes this little chapter about the Biltmore Hotel. What do you nice. guys think about all that?
1: Not bad. Not bad. I mean, I'm not down with 11-year-old prostitutes. Yeah, But, me neither. you know, like, you know, t- uh, you know, titties, wings, Satan. Hell yeah, baby. I'm about it. Yeah, I
0: agree. Titties, yeah. wings, Satan. I draw <laughs> yeah. the line at pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I
1: draw the line at that. You know I, I mean? Ain't, I,
2: like, get, ain't, I ain't down
0: with
1: that. Yeah, I, I'm not down with that. But, like, I could get down with that other shit, though. Like, you know, it's like, okay. All right. Oh uh, yeah, so we're gonna take a trip down into Coventry, Rhode Island. Oh, I okay. love yeah, Coventry. Yeah, on Taft Street. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. We're gonna go way back to seventeen seventy when this place was built, and it's actually a historic monument now. Oh um, it's in the National Register of Historic Places. It became wow. part of in nineteen seventy-one for those that love dates. Mm-hmm. Um it's the homestead of general nathaniel green um and uh it was he was uh you know general in the american revolutionary war and um him and his brother this was like the home for him his brother jacob and his wife margaret um there's a lot of hauntings that supposedly occur there um, because, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a national landmark. Um, so it's uh, operated now by the General Nathaniel Green Homestead Association.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Which that's is good a non-profit. A homestead Associ- it's homestead association.
1: Yeah. It, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a non-profit organization. And, um. A lot of strange things are rumored to happen there all the time. Um, they say that in uh, Elizabeth Margaret's room, right, there's a baby carriage in there, oh, and shit. they say that it's mo- it moves on its own all the time. You know who um, doesn't like babies? Who?
0: Satan. Just so, uh, that was just a tidbit. You know, move carry
1: on. Yeah, Is that true? I mean, yeah, he's always trying to have all these babies all the time.
2: I know, right? You know, like, like everybody's like,
1: oh, like, that child is the spawn of Satan. it's like, well, you know, Satan, if you use the condom, this wouldn't be a problem.
2: Is that that Bruce Campbell episode in X-Files where he's But, you demon, know, nobody's going to
1: tell the Underlord Daddy to wear a condom. Like, he's yeah. going to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I mean, we if I we know. learned anything from that <laughs> South Park
0: episode.
2: <laughs> or the X-Files episode. I feel like. And Bruce Campbell was like, "Yo, let's have a baby." I'm like, "Yeah, bro, let's do it." Like,
1: right? if we learn anything from South Park, like, S- we know that, um, Satan is a top.
0: Yes, he is most definitely. Okay, a that's top. What, he is that's what I learned
1: <laughs> from South Park. What was <laughs> his son's name? Satan is a top.
2: What, what was his son's name in the series? Satan's son. He had like a son.
1: Oh God, I don't remember. It's probably deep. I could not tell you. I could not tell you. All right, back on. (laughs) Anyways, back to what I was saying. Sorry. Okay. Yes. What What I was saying. Okay. I lost my place. Ah, so yeah, besides the baby carriage moving around, all right, there's also been several reports of apparitions and voices throughout the home. Um, disembodied footsteps. Like it always sounds like you know, it's just like people just come stumbling into the house, and there's nobody in there, you know. Oh wow. Um, yeah. door latches. Ooh, very nice, My Thank you. Yeah.
0: Have fun
1: That was a ten. Oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> you leave that in. <laughs> um. I got the but,
0: executive decision.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. um um. There's also they also say that door latches are often opening by themselves all the time, and one of the ones that's commonly reported is the sound of a phantom carriage coming up the driveway, like the ho- like a horse and buggy. Oh wow! Um, a lot of people hear that a lot of the time, but one of the things that occurs that people have witnessed and reported several times. Like, especially if anybody was there to, like, you know, just be a caretaker, you know, clean up the dust or whatever. Um, the dust cleaner? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you know, it's like this place isn't really, like, you know, open to the public. Like, you know, people can go and view it. But, of course, right now, you know, we got COVID-19 and shit. But one of the things that was reported all the time where, like, um, even caused some people that were walking by the instead to call the fire department because they thought somebody was living in the house is the smell of baking bread mm. coming from the kitchen that hasn't been used in over like 300 years.
0: I mean, listen, I'm not going to complain about the fandom bread smell because as a car driver, i like not literally right. the best. just imagine like, being Ooh. neighbors and being like, mm, smells oh, like you fresh smell bread, that <laughs>
1: bread And then people wait for a second and they're like, wait, Nobody's this kitchen. Lived in that house. This kitchen has not been used since like 1776. Way more than 300 years. But like, you know, still, you touch like, the outside, just <laughs> not the middle.
0: I
2: know, but my fingers are Mara. Cozy. If I
1: can do it, I have fat fingers. Just do it. <laughs> you can do things with fat fingers, you guys. Come on, you guys. Your sisters. Get no, along. Mara
0: just has. Do fun. I need to separate you, too? You might need to. Do I need to call Satan? Uh, Are I ready, yeah. ready to get Satan up here? No. no,
2: please. <laughs> we I,
0: Bruce I, owe, I owe Satan money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't bring him up.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, he's going to be so upset. We did invite him to the party, you guys. He really was going to love this one. Oh. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the Nathaniel Green homestead. Nice. to Rhode Island, yeah. Well,
2: that was wicked. That's
0: scholar. very interesting. It was very interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now and we're the, going. Really, the whole entire time, though, I just want to point out the whole entire time, the baking bread was actually, um it was Peter Griffin.
0: <laughs> oh, it was it
1: Peter. It was Peter Griffin. It was Peter,
0: Griffin. Griffin...
1: It was Peter oh, Griffin baking the bread the whole entire time, you guys.
0: Uh, you know, I don't doubt that at all.
2: <laughs> I feel like it'd be Lois though, because she does all the baking. You'd be like, Lois, go into that haunted house and bake me some
0: bread.
1: She's she's the one that's rocking the crib, you know, because she's yeah. rocking baby Stewie up in there.
0: Right, that's also true.
1: Yeah, you know. Well,
0: from going from Coventry to Cumberland County, Rhode Island, this Ooh. is the tale. Of Fingernail Freddy.
1: Fingernail
0: Uh, Freddy. Yep. So, uh, 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 the history of Fingernail Freddy can be traced back to the mid-20th century, where the stories would start off with a man named Freddy and his family who lived on the outskirts of town and were having trouble with local kids breaking into his barn and damaging his crops. Which, obviously, you know, if you're a farmer, you don't want the kids... Fucking breaking in and stealing yeah. your fucking
1: crops. It's like yo, get off my crops, yo! Like,
2: and he had the loveliest fingernails. He did have very <laughs> He
1: would he would
0: bedazzle them like nobody had ever seen before. Yeah. Um. All right. So, anyways. Um. Yes. Freddie decided after years of abuse from the children that he was going to finally get even, even, uh, even with them. Um, he decided to load his shotgun with rock salt and fire at the children when they would trespass on his property. Instead of leaving, um, instead of the children leaving Freddie alone, it did just the opposite. And one day, Freddie left uh, to go into town. When he returned, his house was engulfed in flames. He rushed to help his wife and children, but he could not find them in the fire. And when he reemerged from the house, he was badly burnt. Which left him uh disfiguring scars all over his body. Since it, um, he had been badly bur- or since his family had been burned to death by the fire, uh, Freddie Freddie would leave home, and he's decided to stay in the woods. The story goes that he lived in the woods for years after, and if children would go missing, it was because they wandered into the woods, and Freddie would have killed them. <clears throat> They said his nails were so long, they were almost claw-like to help him rip apart his victims. Um, The fingernail Freddy may actually have been inspired uh, by or inspired Wes Craven's movie Nightmare on Elm Street, but according to Craven, the inspiration actually came from a article that he read in the LA times about Southeastern uh, South Asian refugees who were terrified to sleep because they thought they would die in their sleep. Um, and actually the article talked about a rash of deaths in the 1980s. The deaths were among uh, young males, 20 to 30 from the Hmong or Hmong ethnic group and affected a large enough portion of the population to alarm public health experts. The story of Fingernail Freddy sounds very similar to the tale of Hotshot Charlie, which was about a man Hot named Shot Char- Charlie. Yep, which was about a man named Charlie Tory who lived in Cumberland County and the same story happened where he lived in the woods and rarely was seen by the locals. So, is this just a tall tale or is Freddy our Fingernail Freddy lurking in the woods of Cumberland County still to this day?
1: Well, no, I mean, I don't know. He could be, like, one of those fucking weirdos that sells all like those jars of fingernails on, like, on, like, Etsy. On uh, Etsy. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> if we learned anything from the, from last week, that guy was living, your hermit was yeah, living the in the hermit. woods. Of, yeah, the
1: like, the hermit up in May, the, the hermit of North Pond. Uh, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, like, you know, like this. There's a guy with the woods. He's like, nah, that's not true. And then it's like, actually, real facts. There's been a guy living out in the woods for like thirty-seven fucking years. Wow. this whole entire time, you guys didn't even know. That was so insane. <laughs> like the whole entire time, this guy. Yeah, been and he's slowly
0: here. just been like stealing things. Yeah, from he was people. stealing
1: from camps, breaking into houses when nobody was there. Like he's like literally everything I'm wearing except for my eyeglasses I stole. Right. But it's like you know, I kind of hope so. You know, the guy's been living out in the woods since he was like nineteen years old, and he's like forty something years old. Like, yeah, it's crazy. If he was still wearing the same shit that he was wearing like way back yeah, the day
0: he went into the woods, (laughs) (laughs)
1: like, he's like, oh shit, you know. But it's like, who knows? Like, you know, we could have another hermit case on our hands.
0: Yeah, very possibly.
1: Yeah, you know, quite possibly.
0: Next, uh, I think yes. Mara's going to, since we're moving on from Cumberland County, going yeah.
1: to... Where, where we going next?
0: I'm going
2: to be talking about the Sprague, 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 Mission, Sprague, Sprague. Mission. The sprague? <laughs> <The sprawled>. my love. <laughs> I- <laughs> And this information was uh, taken from Cranston Online. Oh, God. So the proper property was built in 1790 by William, of the same name, was <laughs> in the family <laughs> for four generations. They initially farmed, but following the invention of the cotton gin, they converted their small grist mill by the Pocasset River. And they were one of the first cotton mills in New England. Oh.
1: In nineteen, yes,
2: it was.
0: Sorry, in
2: nineteen sixty seven, the mansion was purchased by the Cranston Historical Society, who at the time was led by Robert and Viola Lynch. And then at the time, the mansion was in such disrepair. That members volunteered fits it up, but apparently some weird stuff happened while they were repairing the mansion. One volunteer reported, "Uh, no, so sorry, I'm dating ahead of myself." So, uh, there's this room that they refer to as the doll room that no the longer doll exists. Room.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's
0: where Zach Bagans would hang Zach out. Bagans,
1: Zach Bagans, Zach Bagans. That sounds like something right up Zach Bagans alley. He loves dolls. And this narrow room had
2: wall-to-wall dolls and marionettes. And in 1968, a volunteer saw something, quote, white and filmy, in the room. Afterwards, they would not work in the room alone without another person present. And then there's another instance that was caught on camera where one of the doll's eyes moved despite them being painted off. (laughs) Oh, that's alarming. What? It is. I was like,
1: huh? What? I'm in danger. This shit's getting real. Like, you know, I don't. There's one thing that always gets me at horror movies, and it's children and dolls. Yes. I'll fuck with that shit. I'll fight that shit. I'm like, not today, Satan. Not happening. I do happening. not. You, no, Chuckie, nope. you, you
2: traumatized
1: nope. me. Yeah, but I would kick that that doll in the fucking face because <laughs> I'm not a bitch, you know? Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs>
2: so this is a little factoid. Rachel, you can just delete this later if you don't like it. So the creator for, like, one of the latest movies where he's like, yeah, so people are like, well, she can just kick Chucky in the face. It's like, well, then that's why I made the main character cripple. <laughs> Handicap, so she can't just kick them in the face.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already going to hell, so, like... <laughs>
2: it's a good movie. I recommend it. Curse of Chucky. Anyway, <laughs> another room that was that had prominent paranormal activity was the wine cellar.
1: But <gasps> The Wine Cellar. Oh my god, how drunk were those ghosts?
2: I know, I was about to say, like, <laughs> are these <just> people? <laughs> are, like, just drinking people wine. are drunk, <laughs> right? insanely like, drunk and they're like, ah so you're like, like, but
1: they're all ghosts. Like are they are they ghosts from like uh <laughs> did they die of like alcoholism? I
2: know, right. Possibly were
1: they were did they, dr- they like drank all the wine? S- s- they drank all the wine and like you know they died but as ghosts they continue to drink the wine and they now live in the barrels and they're, actually they're, they're actually fish they're
2: actually they're like hey this isn't a, a bad place to
0: haunt and they're like oh so- <laughs>
1: this ain't so bad you know I'm living <laughs> in like, well, well, the wine we- barrels like, yeah it's like very
0: spacious in not here,
1: bad in here like- it's better like, than being <laughs> stuck in a lamp I right. at least i'm in a wine barrel you know okay um so and i uh are, are we good no yeah. mara's I'm almost, almost sorry done. almost i'm, oh, I'm sorry. sorry i'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, no no you no girl you are good
2: i'm almost done here so in the wine cellar uh there's reports of people seeing glowing orbs and uh Uh, ghost uh, a woman ghost (laughs) who was seen at the highest actually this was outside of the mansion sorry that was seen outside of the highest point of the mansion the mansion was featured in Ghost Hunters in 2007 now the first encounter was reported back in 1925 when ghosts were spotted seen on the central stairway Excuse me, and then three years later Ethel Duckworth was alone in the wine cellar when she felt someone brush by. Mm. This, this happened to be another ghost. It said its icy presence is still felt there. And most people believe the ghost who haunts the mansion is not a member of the Sprad family. Sprad, is it? I'm sorry, how you pronounce it? Sprig.
0: Sprig,
1: Sprig family. Sprig family.
2: But it is actually <laughs> the legend of Charlie the Butler.
1: <gasps> Charlie, Charlie the Butler! Butler and did it. You're telling me the Butler, the butler did it this did it. whole entire time. Yeah, the Bitch, did it. I can't believe that is. And in
2: 1967, Bob Junior Lynch and some of his peers from Brown University were at the mansion when peculiar things started happening overnight. And they built a Ouija board. After, oh no. So, yeah, they built a Ouija board after blankets were flung by themselves. The Ouija board apparently spelled out, tell my story. This entity (laughs) called himself Charlie. Charlie was a butler to the family who owned the house following the departure of the first family. Charlie had hoped his daughter would marry their son and they would be married and he'd be set for life. But unfortunately, plans did not go in that direction. Oh, They hold a Halloween party every night in his honor. Ah. Every year. Every year, yes.
1: You said
0: every night. night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, Every night
1: on Halloween. Every night on Halloween. Every night is
0: Halloween, Yeah, that's, I mean. It's Halloween Twenty-four
1: seconds. 365 year. Yeah, baby. Shh shh shh.
2: And so I apologize. I meant to say they hold a Halloween party every year in honor of him. And then there are some murders that took place Ooh. at this mansion. Yes.
0: So Murder at a mansion?
2: Yes. One of the original family members was murdered in. Uh, 1843 as they were and this was when they were commuting to Johnston the next morning they were found brutally beaten John Gordon an employee was seen arguing with uh, with the person John was later indicated for murder indicted indicted sorry indicted for murder his brother Nicholas was considered an accessory and Gordon was tried and found guilty he was hung in the state prison Oh, that sucks. Yes. Where the Providence Place Mall currently stands. On oh, February...
0: shit! <laughs> I did not know that. That's a very interesting fact. What? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that That's either. That's
2: crazy! Wait, guess this. It happened on February 14th, 1845. So, Valentine's Day. <coughs> Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day.
0: She go Day, down on Valentine's Day. Day I Yeah, mall. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know but it's like the most place happiest place, place on Valentine's Day. And it's like not actually.
2: And then, Uh-oh. unfortunately, as it would have it, evidence would later prove that he that he was wrongly charged, and uh, they don't know who did it.
1: Ain't but that this a injustice
2: would result in Rhode Island disbanding capital punishment. And uh, the brother of the victim was expected to have killed uh, their sibling, but it was never confirmed.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, look at that's a little bit of Rhode Island history for you right there. The reason that the death penalty Why? is abolished in um, Rhode Island is because Rhode of Island's this guy. Because they're
1: charged to... Yeah, this guy, they were like, oh, we killed him. Yeah, he didn't. Turns out he was yeah, actually he was innocent. innocent.
0: You know, because it is
1: innocent until he re- he proven
0: guilty. But actually, wait, no, never mind. I, I retract that statement in this. This is not the correct situation to use that statement.
1: No, I was about to say, bitch, they found out that he wasn't guilty. But they were like, oh, well, <coughs> we opened the kid. I know, him, I was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> What can we do? We already killed him. You know what? Let's just get rid of the death right. penalty because we could Yeah, do in, this in no memoriam
0: more. to him.
1: Yeah, they were like, you know what? Okay. And then, we're, and then they go Right,
2: <laughs> right after. They're did like, let's we'll did... build the ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they built the ball. Like, right? you know, it's like, oh, by the way, we killed this guy, wrong. But here, enjoy this view, big, beautiful yeah, ball. Yeah, it has multi floors. Right? Is his owner. Multi floors. Multi floors and yo like I just have to say the space pod in um the arcade there. What is it? David Buster's? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Best thing.
0: Best you mean the ever. hurricane thing where you like it's you get into the thing and it's like So
1: s- like a stuff or a space pod, like you get <laughs> in there, it's like yo like I st- I swear to God I sat <laughs> in that thing for like a half hour. I wasn't even oh, really? playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even playing it. I was just chilling in there. I was like, "Yo, this shit is so a good cool. idea though.
0: <laughs> I thought you were talking about the hurricane simulator <laughs> things where you like they're in the mall and you would go in them and they would like blow everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
1: the hurricane thing <coughs> or the, the, what's the what's the what's the money grab one?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I don't remember.
1: The money tornado. He's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, get that money. It's not even real money. It's yeah, it was
0: like... fake. They tricked us. They <laughs> yeah. tricked our, our feeble
2: minds.
1: Yeah.
0: That's not a joke, Mara. Um, we're going to talk about people with feeble minds soon enough. Okay. Why would mm-hmm. you say that? You're so. Ugh.
1: So now um, we're going to go over to uh, Bristol, Rhode Ooh. Island. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the gem of the state park system, also known as Colt State oh. Park. Yeah, and Papa Papa Squash. <laughs> Papa squash, Nick. Papa, Papa squash. Papa squash, yeah, but um. It's 464 acres on Papa Squash Neck. The state park was added to the National Register of Historical Places. Nice. That's always positive. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, you know, because, you know, it's, they also call it the chapel by the oh, sea. Oh, can you get married um, there? Do you know? <laughs> but it, I You know, maybe, because there's quite a few ghosts. So, you know, if you want a minister, you know. <laughs> A ghost minister, you know, officiating your wedding. This is the place for you. Um, it was a farm until the middle of the 20th century. And um, a sable hen died while at the barn, supposedly. That's the story. Um, and, the, and it happened at the barn, which is now the State Park office. Oh, okay. And that ghost is known to play pranks with the doors and Ooh. lights and anybody who's working in the office um also there's two there's reports of two young girls that are said to haunt the area also after drowning in the waters nearby yikes they um they commonly yeah they commonly appear to uh people that are walking along the beach and this is also known to be uh one of the most haunted, uh, hiking areas in the entire state. Ooh. Is she still on? They are, they, like, a lot of people say it's not for the faint of heart, because, like, you've, um, there's just, like, a lot of things that, like, are unexplained. You feel like things are following you. Um, commonly, sometimes, like, in where some of the areas where there's, um, there's walking trails and um near the waterways sometimes you think that you hear people like people gargling underwater oh
0: that's fucking Jesus. so creepy right?
1: <laughs> you right like that would freak me <laughs> so fuck out if i'm just hiking along and enjoying my hike you know and then all of a sudden, like... Hold on, I'm going to try I'm and like, mimic Oh, I'm sound. just going to take a... No, yeah, that way... that, <laughs> like, high yeah, high it's though. like... It's like, oh, I'm just mad about business <sighs> hiking, enjoying the water. And it's like... <laughs> 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 like you think- I, was, I didn't want to choke <laughs> on it. <laughs> Like, and people like, like, yeah. I was reading like a lot of stories about like people that were talking about their experiences there, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is wild." It
0: sounds like it.
1: I wouldn't even know how I would respond to something like that. Like that. That's that's. Pretty I mean, crazy. we wear enough crystals that we're fine. I True. Like. Like, oh, I got my yeah, but like, I'll be fine. But like, I'm I'm not too worried. Got all that black tourmaline uh, on me,
0: repelling laboratory.
1: <laughs> Got it, but um, yeah, it's it's a hot spot. It's a hot spot for us uh, spooky Ooh. lovers and spooky fans, cause it's basically you are guaranteed to
0: encounter something. Nice. So kind of like the Bridgewater Triangle, like or like the Hawkmoth yeah. jump of the Bridgewater Triangle. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that is, um, that's cult safe Party. Nice. Very nice.
2: That was very, that was creepy.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought the one about the voices of oh, the yeah, water yeah. was like.
2: That got to me. I I was like, Ooh. I know I'm already paranoid walking in the woods, so I'm like, well, hopefully a bear doesn't eat me. But then you're like, you hear these voices. Jeez. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: all right, so moving to Exeter, Rhode Island, we're going to talk about... Ooh, excellent. The Ladd School. The Ladd School. Oh, the Ladd School. Yes, it was the school for oh, the feeble minded Oh, stay sorry. <laughs> oh, good. Mm. Yeah, remember, Mara, now you're laughing at the people-minded people, minded people <laughs> twice.
1: They Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, we're already going I know, there. Right, <laughs> right like... Um, so the
0: Rhode Island School for the Feeble-Minded was settled in 1908 on a farm in the town of Exeter by Dr. Joseph Harry Ladd, protege of Joseph who? Joseph Henry Ladd.
1: Okay, for a second it sounded like you said Joseph Henry, Harry Ladd. <laughs> I thought you heard I, Harry. I, <laughs> I might have I, said Harry. <laughs> J.F. I was
0: about to say Finch. That is not his name. Harry Nad, protege, protege of Joseph (laughs) Harry Nads. (laughs) All right, protege of internationally famed (laughs) eugenicist Doctor Walter Ferdinand Fernald. Well, really fucking it up. who had established the uh, nation's first colony for the feeble-minded in Massachusetts several years earlier. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, just eight young men from the state um, occupied the Exeter farm alongside Dr. Ladd, his wife, infant daughter, and two attendants, where legend tells they all lived under the same roof. That's pretty creepy, right? They all ate from the same common kettle. A young doctor who was still a dedicated man trying to bring a bright little, uh, bright light into dark lives of his charges branded by the outside world of out- outcasts. In the winter when the place was snowbound and it was difficult to get supplies through the food often had to be portioned out very sparingly. On bitter cold nights the wind howled through the outbuilding and the wood stove failed to keep them warm. It was lonely and isolated. The nearest community of any size was ten miles away. In those days, it seemed like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So, in the informative years, the Rhode Island School for the Feeble-Minded was practically indistinguishable from a a county farm. Sorry, I don't know why I have a frog in my throat or something. Or a dick. Uh but its development <laughs> was steadfast, and it's those hairy nads.
1: hairy nads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but its development was steadfast, and soon it took a on a familiar shape that uh, seemed similar to institutions neighboring in um in neighboring New England states by the latest or by the earliest residents in 1909 the farm was expanded into 1911 an industrial school building was erected 1913 the institution began accepting female admissions in 1916 the names were changed to the Exeter School in only 10 years time the reservation had grown to the size of a small village comprised of a colony of wooden cottages for men and women At one end and a dormitory for girls and nurses on the other side, Um, while a power plant situated between them provided electricity and a stream of heat to new buildings already overcrowded by the end of the decade. More than 300 people lived in the burgeoning institution. So, you know, the thing is that. Do you know what like? You know what eugenics is, right? Um, yes. You know what a you yes. is. Okay. So, obviously, they these people were not really well taken care of. And they were pretty much used. There's a lot of malpractice. And there was, you know, a lot of terrible, terrible, terrible things happened. There
1: was terrible shit happening in this right. place. Like,
0: holy fuck. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Just one instance is on October 18th, 1955. A police officer arrived at the Exeter school to find a boy of the age of nine who had suffocated to death oh after being restrained inside a laundry sack in a dormitory shower room. It's awful. It was just one of the um, accidental deaths in a string of accidental deaths in recent years that had plunged the institution into a tailspin of scandal. Um, so the lad school didn't end up closing until, um, like I'm pretty sure like the early nineties. Hold on, wow. I have to find the date. Horrible. Um, yeah.
1: they did close this school down to the nineties on March twenty
0: fifth, nineteen ninety four. The last of the five men boarded a bus what? at the lad center, and it drove off. So, ended the error of the institution was finally closed. So, like literally.
1: Jesus.
0: No. So what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um it's um I was lucky enough to get the chance to go there. We didn't stay there very long. It is very fucking creepy and there is a very, very strong Shits, um really? like negative energy, but there's definitely also um some cases Places where if you feel very like at peace, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. When did you go there? Um, like two thousand eight, yeah.
2: two thousand seven. Well, oh, okay. yeah. I was gonna say like you visited there like before. Oh it
0: goes no! Yeah, like with a relative. To <laughs> yeah, the relative. Was, in nineteen ninety. I was gonna <laughs> say
1: yeah. What would no That's where we actually Little used to keep Mara, mind. and
0: then we had to go pick her up.
1: Oh! Oh, oh really? You're rude. Well, thank God, luckily, Mara I know, survived. I made it.
0: On the positive end, Mara <laughs> did survive.
2: Yes. <sighs> the yeah. one positive thing that comes out of that.
0: But, yeah, I mean... You know what? That's There's nice. a whole... Um, there's all these books, but if you go to the web, there's, it's literally the website is theladschool.com backslash history. Mm-hmm. There's like a decent amount. There's actually, there's like books about it. Um, cause it also for a short, short time, um, <clears throat> well, not the same school, um, that was the, uh, letters from the girls there it's very creepy it's a bunch of uh letters that like female um
1: hold on is it erotic poetry <laughs> yes actually <laughs> it's a collection of erotic it's erotic fan fiction yes <laughs> yes yeah, so, um, i bought my erotic fan fiction
0: oh okay this is actually cool already <sighs> At the turn of the last century, it was widely accepted by controversial science that feeble-mindedness was one of the greatest threats to society in the modern era. While hereditary diseases or defects of the mind and body were most commonly associated with feeble-mindedness, it was not defined by disability alone. Morality and sexuality were traced equally as culprit in the diagnosis and belief to be inherited by birth. For this reason, from 1913 through the Great Depression, hundreds of disadvantaged and uneducated young girls and women from broken homes, orphanages, jail cells, psychiatric hospitals, convents, and maternity wards across Rhode Island were legally declared feeble-minded and sentenced to an indefinite...
1: So you're telling me that basically, like, if they were openly horny women, they were put into the feeble-minded institution. Yeah, and you said I am turning one
0: too, right? <clears throat> wow. Wait, I'm not. Wow. I'm not even done. We're sentenced. Oh, why don't you wait? But God, you telling it, though. To this institution for the mentally retarded. Oh, That's what it says. Okay, Exeter Girls is in. Novel telling first-hand accounts and true-life stories about three women, Evelyn, Cora, and Dorothy, branded by scarlet letters of waywardness and sexual delinquency and committed to the Rhode Island School for the Feeble-Minded nearly a century ago. Experts researched and transcribed previously sealed documents. This rare collection of personal lytics exposes the Shocking Reality and Untoned Tragedy of a Dark Age in the Social Services and reveals the truth behind the state's most notorious public institution better known today as the Ladd School. Damn, yeah, that's not <gasps> cool. you can You wow. can get this book on... <laughs> <laughs> amazon i'm gonna actually literally order this right now because it's gonna be i was be a about super to say one. i
1: think i'm gonna get that, that to on my kindle i want to read what's going on here i want to hear the tales of the last i know thing. i'm
0: probably gonna cry late at
1: night Aww. yeah it's probably gonna make me <laughs> cry <laughs> i'll be like <laughs> just don't read it just don't read it when you have your yeah beard. i mean i know Aww.
0: better than right like right. oh all God. right God, I, well i think know. that that sums up the lad school if you want to do some more research feel free yes. if you think that there's something that i might have missed feel free to message us and send us your comments we love to hear your feedback and Bye, with that,
2: i'm gonna talk about devil's footprints and i found this information on cohod.org.
1: Rachel, can you
2: hear
0: us <laughs> no,
2: I couldn't hear you guys. Okay, well, so we are talking about devil's footprints, which I found on oh, the Devil's Footprints. org, which is known as the cohog dot org.
1: Database.
2: I'm just kidding. Okay, that's a horrible joke. We can do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you need a grip in wow. here. <laughs> Rachel's about to beat me. So. And these are located in North Kingston, which is north of Whitford and near the entrance to Quanza. I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that. And is a large granite ledge that is referred to as Devil's Foot Rock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All
0: right the devil's foot raw <laughs> <Devil's
2: foot> <laughs> and there's a few different legends but some of the legends uh date back all the way to colonial times and one story tells Ooh. of a squaw that was being pursued by the devil some said she was oh. running from boston in pursuit of religious freedom
1: hell yeah
2: but it said Ew. that her pursuer apparently left her footprints behind at Devil's Foot
1: Road. Ooh. Oh,
2: I think it was oh no, it's rock. I'm sorry, Dust. Uh, I'm so crazy. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then at the time it was located at Chimney Hill in South Kingston before finally at Block Island. And uh, they said uh, so the person who wrote this blog was actually surprised to find out that most Rhode Islanders aren't familiar with the legend and the location. And in 1939, the location was granted to the Rhode Island Historical Society by John Ditson Johnson, which is quite a name. Initially, a newspaper at the time announced the footprints couldn't be found on the rock. However, two years later, a wall was built around a and then there's another version of the story where an Indian woman was murdered by a white man near Nick. Winter. Of course he was. Yes. The white man of it. It,
0: kind of is it, right. oh, on, on a real note and indigenous injustices. Yes. Yeah. And it said that the man
2: had asked her if he could walk her home, but she said no. But you know, being a man, I'm saying no, that's awful. I don't mean that. Anyway, he just, he refused, or so he mm. obviously didn't like that, and he grabbed a hold of her, and in that moment, she cried out for Hobomaku. I'm, I'm so pro- I'm so sorry, I'm mispronouncing that, Habomoku, to rescue her. The, which is, uh, which I, I'm dating to this, sorry. About that. <laughs> and this is revealed to be the devil, another version of the devil. And
0: so
1: he... Man, the devil likes Rhode yes, Island. The devil huh?
0: really does like it's, Rhode Island.
1: The devil like seems to hang out in it's Rhode Island the like, all the, the time. The devil
0: really enjoys he likes, so he, he, likes views, he likes the
1: beach! Yeah. He likes the beach, and he loves the clam cakes and in Galilee. He gallon. does love them clam cakes. The, those those, those Galilee clam cakes, man, I tell you. So And great. then... Anyway. So he
2: um. then takes a hold of her, stalks the ground, and... Flies to, uh, uh, or yeah, flies to purgatory. Um, Damn,
1: to purgatory.
2: It said the footprints can no. be seen near Whitford on the surface of the ledge near the road, and one. is, And then it says in actually Montville, Connecticut. I know we're talking about Rhode Island, but they also have a familiar story that that said that the devil left their footprint while traveling toward Long Island. And then there's another similar story that was located in Long Island, and this sub- phenomenon is apparently from also popular in Europe. Oh, interesting. Yes, that's all you got. That's all I got, baby. I'm
1: done for the night. Oh, holy shit! Though I mean, like. What if just like, what if like the devil was just doing the cha cha slide? What if the devil was doing the cha cha cha? And that's why like these feet prints all over the place up because it's like, let stop this. The cha cha f- slide into Purgatory. Right. talk about that stuff. But like, you know, that's exactly what was going on there. I'm going to bring us back to Exeter. Ooh, okay, back to Exeter. Yeah, I'm going to bring us back to Exeter. We're going to go down to Chestnut Hill, and we're going to go by the cemetery. Oh, my favorite place. Yeah, we're going to go by the cemetery, because we're going to talk about um, one of history's craziest vampire incidents. (laughs) the vampire. Yes, yes. Um, we're going to talk about the Mercy Brown case. Okay. All right. Um, Mercy Brown. Okay. For those that don't know, she's known as, uh, the New England's last, uh, New England's last vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, she was just 19 when she died
0: very tragic okay
1: yeah the thing that's crazy about like her death is that the entire town ended up blaming like other deaths surrounding like hers everybody blamed it on her yeah like the the whole entire town was going mad because people were dying you know, the dying left and right, and, like, you know, it was just crazy. A bunch of, like, family members of her family, you know, all had died, you know. And then, like, she did, and this is all going down in 1892. Mm-hmm. That's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. Um... You know, um, but really what was happening at that time is that people were dying of tuberculosis. Yeah. Okay. And tuberculosis is not really pretty, you know, Nope. with all the night sweats and, you know, coughing, coughing up phlegm, you know, like foaming at the mouth, you know, yeah it's not it's not pretty um so you know naturally people would be scared um and there was no real uh there was nothing to treat tuberculosis so you know they would just say rest and eat well and you know go outside but you know people people died like you know
0: yeah just like today
1: Mm mm-hmm but um, the terror surrounding all those, all these gruesome, terrifying deaths that were occurring from this disease made people fall into this madness that it was mercy the whole entire time that was causing all the deaths in town, even though she was already dead of the same exact fucking disease
0: i mean you don't know that she could have been a vampire
1: yeah i don't
0: see any evidence that she wasn't a vampire
1: yeah it's like it all started when like george brown lost his wife in 1884 and then 86 um his oldest daughter died of the same disease before long tragic would strike the round family like you know again and again and one by one each and every single one of them just started to fall off
0: all right yeah many times the case with tuberculosis
1: yeah it's like you know um you know all appeared well you know at first until edwin became his son edwin got really really sick and uh 1891 he sent him like out west like thinking that he would uh get better from everything but right. then when he returned a year later he was even in worse condition than before um mercy died this same year um in 1991 uh 1891 1991 and, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, and Edwin, like, you know, like, you know, this guy, like, her, her poor father is just watching his whole entire family die, like, right before his eyes, you know? And then, like, um... No, that's
2: definitely crazy.
1: So it's like, you know, this guy saw like everybody in his like what like, you know, his family just like die off from this disease like one by one as the years go by. And then even right. after um even afterwards like she was still there and basically the these the town started these rumors, you know, that um, while everybody else seemed to, like, waste away, it was, like, you know, really interesting how long it took, like, Mercy to fall off, you know? And then when she did, like, you know, all these things kept happening. I mean, of course, these people are just dying of tuberculosis, <laughs> but, right, exactly. you know, they were like, hmm, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they were like, it's a fucking vampire. <laughs> it's like,
1: so in on March 17th of 1892. Okay. Not nineteen ninety two. Yeah. 1892. Okay. Now this is going to be like, you know, a year past Mercy's death. okay? Okay. This is when they decided to exhume the bodies of each family member. Okay. They found mm-hmm. skeletons in the graves of Brown's wife and his eldest daughter. Okay? Mm-hmm. But... Mercies... looked completely normal and undecayed. Mm-hmm. And also like there was like there was blood found in her heart and liver when they checked
0: oh that's really freaky it's very freaky so this
1: seemed to confirm the locals fears that mercy brown was some kind of vampire Who'd been sucking the life from her living relatives the whole entire time.
0: She could've. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe she was a fucking alien.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know if there's any literature or
2: pop culture that's based on her? Because it sounds like, um, I mean, obviously it's a tragic story, but just, you know, it's very scary.
1: Yeah. But, um, you know the town people were like that's the way it is but the doctor did try to also let them know that um mercy died just before winter yeah and so her body was pretty uh pretty well pre- better preserved that's what he says well
0: mm-hmm. oh especially because you we can know we know how hard sometimes the winters are up here.
1: Yeah. But you know, her her gravesite you know is protected by a metal band connected to a post embedded into the ground to prevent it from being stolen.
0: Well, that's a good thing.
1: But it could be to keep her in. Yeah, so she
0: doesn't kill off any more of her family. You know, it
1: there's... could be just to keep her in because, like, you know, this bitch, like, she she could just be a, a vampire man. She could just be yeah, a vampire, could. and like. If that's the case, you know, they're probably like, yo, we gotta lock this bitch down in here. We gotta lock her in here. We can't be having this shit. She's gonna be popping out of the grave now, barricade that bitch down. <laughs> you know? And there so you have it. Um the last uh, vampire in New England. Yeah. There, in Exodus. <laughs> yeah, right that bad. I
2: mean they're all good ones. They're all good
1: ones, but that's particularly uh, decent. You know, it's like like, is it tuberculosis? No. It's vampirism. Or it was just she, you know. I I may not be a scientist, but I think it would be more preserved than ice, you know. I would think mm. so, but I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not a scientist. You know, that's not my job. So, yeah, Rachel.
0: so next, we're moving to Harrisville. Harrisville,
1: not Harry yep. Dads.
0: Um, hat. Not hearing Not that. Hearing so that you so guys funny. um you know the movie the, the Conjuring. Conjuring. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I
2: know the Conjuring.
0: Yes. So that's based on the Perron family or Perron family, however you say it. Persever. The Perron family. Um, but yeah, the Perron <laughs> family, they moved into this old historic farmhouse like in january in of 1971 and of course the wife had to have it it was in a good neighborhood well the funny thing is so there's a lot of things that the movie obviously goes to um like what hollywood does best which is
1: hang on i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember who's in the conjuring
0: um, the guy from Hard Candy that was the pedophile in Hard Candy. Oh, um, what's his name? Um I know he's a really good actor. Isn't his name like Patrick? Yeah, Patrick, and he was in Phantom of the Opera. But
1: Patrick Stewart Patrick was not Patrick Stewart. It was not Patrick Stewart. Patrick
2: Stewart. <laughs> he was awful, also an Aquaman. Oh, okay.
1: All right. All right now we're getting <laughs> off <topic. laughs> anyways.
2: Happy birthday, Mallory! Oh
1: so. my God, bitch! I can't <laughs> even with you today.
2: Patrice, <laughs> <laughs> she
1: has
0: a name. Um, but yeah, and it's like, well, so the the Conjuring is actually based off of the Warrens' personal files, like their um their version of what went what went down. But there's another version of what went down, um, which is um, House of Darkness, House of Light, which is Andrea Perone, who is the eldest daughter, Patrick Wilson, that was his name. Mara just brought it up. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember Patrick okay. Wilson. But um, and you know, I was listening when I was getting ready for. Uh, this topic i was listening to a lot of her talks and i just want to say that she is woke af you know she knows she knows um so the perone family was made up of husband roger wife carolyn daughters andrea nancy christine cindy and april so, needless to say, Roger and Carolyn liked to fuck because they had a whole bunch of kids. <coughs> um, upon first moving into the house, the family would experience more than their fair share of strange phenomenon. The first experience the girls can remember happening is the day that they were moving into the house. Andrea was carrying boxes that she walked through the living room where the previous owner was still packing up some of his items where she, he noti- uh, where she noticed a man leaning against a wall watching him pack, which she found strange and continued into uh, the kitchen where she set the boxes down and asked her mother, who's the man in the room with Mr. Kenyon? Her mother then stated that there was no one <clears throat> in there with him and his son was on his way over to help him. Andrea thought it was weird, but... Um, Just when she went to go get another box, her sister Nancy came in and asked uh, the same thing. Her mom said the same thing, that his son was on his way and that um, there was nobody there, that he was, you know, on his way coming to help them. And then both Christine and Cindy also asked um, about the man and the mother, um, or who the strange man was in the room with Mr. Kenyon. Andrea remembers that the next time she saw the man was when the family was moving out and he leaned against the wall and watched them packed up once again. Next, there was an unfortunate incident with the family dog a few days after they moved into the house where the dog was found dead on the property and appeared to have died under mysterious circumstances. Hmm. Jesus. Um, Carolyn, unfortunately, was targeted as a majority of the bad things would happen to her it started off small brooms would be moved or go mysteriously missing and turn up in weird places she would hear something scraping up against the kettle when there was no one in the kitchen but herself she would also find small uh, piles of dirt in the middle of the kitchen just after she cleaned it um then things got a little bit more malevolent and after doing some research, Carolyn found that there was a family that had lived in the home for almost eight generations and many of the family members had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Several of the children had drowned in the creek on the property. Another was murdered. A few were hang- um, and a few were hu- had hung them or hanged themselves in the attic. Jesus Christ. The research also.
1: I said what? Jesus Christ.
0: Right? (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. In the research, uh, she also came across a woman named Bathsheba, who she came to believe was a spirit that was tormenting her and trying to seduce her husband. Um, Whomever this spirit was, she perceived herself as the mistress of the house, and she resented the competition my mother possessed for that uh, position. And that was a little... uh, comment from Andrea. And then it turns out that Bathsheba actually was a real person, Bathsheba Sherman, who lived on the property in the early 1800s and she was rumored to be a satanist or a witch. She was involved in the death of a neighbor's child when uh that she had been babysitting that had died mysteriously under her care. Um under further investigation, the child appeared to have a small hole in the back of her Head almost like a pin was pushed into the infant's skull. She was later acquitted of the charges, but after she was shunned from the community and lived in exile as a witch. Um, according to Andrea, the family experienced other spirits as well. Smelled uh, There's a smell of rotting flesh and, in the basement, and uh, their beds would rise off the floor for no means. She claims her father would enter the basement and could feel a sinking presence behind him and would often avoid going into the cellar unless he absolutely needed to. Cool. Hmm. Um, so the Warrens were contacted by a young man that was a part of the paranormal research team at the college, and they were informed about the multiple hauntings in the house and chose to... Um, reach out to the Perrone family a little bit before Halloween. So what had happened was, um, at this time, Carolyn had experienced all these, you know, terrible things that, um, there's actually a movie that's going to be coming out. So you should check it out. And that's the, the true story of like what actually happened. Not the the... one with
1: Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yeah. uh, of Patrick Wilson. Anyways,
0: see. but there um there was an incident actually where um Carolyn was like sitting on the couch she had just cleaned and the kids were um, you know, either sleeping or they were, you know, outside playing. I can't remember. It? I can't remember exactly what time it was, Mara. <laughs> um and she was cleaning at 3 a.m. <laughs> maybe she was cleaning That's at 3 a.m. Who knows? It's true. Um, like, well, her husband was a truck driver and yeah. way for or not a truck driver, but he was away for business a oh, lot. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, anyways, Mara <laughs> Jesus. Hey now. Um <laughs> But yeah. moving forward. Maybe. So um she had like contacted the or she was um reading and somehow a needle got like lodged into the back of her calf while Jesus. she was reading I keep on the couch. saying
2: Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord. So. Yeah.
0: And there's like lots of other um. I like I said, I recommend looking up Andrea Perone and like her talks and like her stories because they're definitely uh better from coming from her. But these are just some of the incidents um so anyways that carolyn had contacted somebody at the college to try and figure out like what was going on in her house because you know all of these, these things crazy events were happening and all the kids had seen something they actually like sat the father down there like everybody's seen this these, these things are happening when you're not here and, um, eventually he was like, okay, yeah, I, I, okay. you know, kinda I'm see, kind this, of see
1: this. I'm yeah, kind of this seeing this what's going too. on here.
0: Let's see right. what you guys... So the mean. Warrens were contacted by the young man that was a part of the paranormal research group at the college, and they were informed about the multiple hauntings at the, oh, we already read that. <laughs> uh, they made multiple visits 100%. to the home, and the last time the Warrens were there, um, <clears throat> They were guests um, where where, uh, they had brought a psychic into the house and decided to held a seance, which Carolyn came possessed in speaking in tongues. She rose off the ground in the chair. Andrea claimed to have seen the events and stated she thought she was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language, not of this world in her own or in her own voice. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room after carolyn was thrown from the chair roger punched ed warren in the face and kicked the warrens out wow. worried about his wife's own mental stability the Perone family stayed in that home for a total of 10 years due to the fact that all of their money were tied up in the property um andrea Perone reader uh, later wrote house of darkness house of light which has the accounts of of her family in the time that they lived in the home together and some of the experiences that they had. And she emphasizes on some of the experiences because not all the spirit uh, experience they're willing to share. So that's pretty fucked. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm just saying? There's the truth. That,
0: that, is, that is very fucked
1: up. About the right. truth.
0: The truth. And like I said, that they're going to be coming out with the... Um, like the the coming out with the real version she's writing the script which I'm excited for yeah
1: that's going to be sick. what
0: yeah what was that
1: that's going to be a good one
0: um th- that they're coming out because she yeah. has like, the true version uh, not, not yeah, like yeah not the okay. rain
1: version not the Patrick Wilson version
2: <laughs> Patrick Wilson version. Listen, no, listen, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. And
0: Ward was and like a One of my favorite. No, but world? yeah, obviously, um, the Patrick Wilson version doesn't have him getting punched in the face by the dad, which but, actually,
1: you happened. know, we got one of like my favorite. The actual, you Edward. know, scream queens <laughs> is Lily Taylor in that one. So, yes, yes, um.
0: yes. Okay. okay, we're rolling, and you're
1: gonna take oh, is it. You're
0: great? gonna bring it bring it to the next level
1: so um i'm gonna go into one of my favorite locations in rhode island actually i love this place i've gone there a lot and i can't really some of these things you know i'm not too positive well that's what makes them um, urban legends um yeah well like you know some of these ghostly legends uh just because i have spent some time in fort Weatherall, um and i definitely like especially in the tunnels itself like fort Weatherall is huge and it's actually really cool because um it like you know um the way the rock is on the siding of it too it's actually where like um it's a part where, like, we broke off from, like, Africa and Europe. So the shoreline is the same here, but where the rock is on certain shorelines, it's the exact same in that part of the world. That's crazy. From Pangea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's actually really cool if you ever go to Fort Wetherill State Park. Um, there's, like, you know, a little, little plug clack fact you know and uh it talks about that and it shows like images from other parts of like you know europe and africa where it is exactly the same as it is on that ledge and it looks so cool because it looks like lightning bolts going down the side of tan rock yeah yeah it's pretty cool um it um It sits on 61 acres of land, um, and it became, uh, part of like the, uh, special organizations out there, all the national parks and everything, uh, in 1971. Um, but also, you know, there's been a pretty dark history and it's a lot of, um, a lot of paranormal activity
0: yeah that happens a lot with which, uh
1: because you know they're used in wars <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know um there's also even some uh apparently there was um four women's dead bodies were found murdered there Jeez. in
0: 1985.
1: Well, that's a good start all of them yeah all of them were just in their 20s oh and um, ever since this tragic incident, there have been over 200 police reports regarding paranormal activity, and it's um, believed to be one of the most haunted locations in the entire country. Damn. Yeah. Um, but Fort Wetherill has <laughs> got quite a bit more... Than just some hauntings of these uh, four women that were murdered there. Um, there's also the Phantom Dog of Fort Weatherall, and the uh, the Phantom Dog is this uh, demon dog that has been known to wander amongst the ruins of Fort Weatherall, and um, They've seen it, you know, approaching them with glowing red eyes and white fangs protruding from its
0: gaping mouth. Ooh, that's terrifying.
1: Whether whether or not those who have gazed upon the creature have met with an untimely death (gasps) has not been uncertain. The origins of the dogs is not exactly quite clear, but could trace all the way back to When the English controlled the fort during the American Revolution, I'm
0: not laughing at you. Rachel's making me laugh.
1: Okay?
0: Um, Marv is the one, she's zooming in on a picture of Patrick Wilson, and shirtless and like his like, hairy right. chest.
1: Why did you do <laughs> girl? You get it. So, uh, Patrick, she's like, yo, Patrick Wilson. I'm gonna send this she's to the never. She's um, sending it to you in the
0: group chat.
1: So we're going to go back in time. Okay. Here, And we're going to go back to Great Britain. Oh, Great Britain. Because, you know, since, you know, we're talking about the phantom dog of Fort Weatherall. there's also very similar accounts that um, happened on the uh, Castle Peel on the Island of Man. Oh, okay. All right, and it's the moose dog. Oh, the moose dog. Yes, the very sight of the dog is uh, known to harbor, like you know, bring about death. Ooh, death! If like you look into it. So, um, you know, and there were. Death. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't want to, you don't want to see this thing, you know, because uh, guards, you know guards acclaimed claimed that, um, they would see the dog on a chair grimacing at them. And, Ooh, that's sexy. You know, it was so horrifying that it, people would just die from the sight of it. And they would go into shrieks and they just, they, it would, it would scare the shit out of them, basically. Um... When the British took control of the Jamestown Hill during the American Revolution, it was known as Dumpling Rock. Dumpling. Oh,
0: Dumpling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You caught my attention.
2: I <laughs>
1: just like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Commerce had made the crude earth uh, earthwork walls on the Rocky Hill to control the Eastern Passage into Newport. They occupied the fort until July 30th of 1778, and then the French took control. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then the British fled and destroyed the fort, but took it over again a month later. It stayed in, t- in their control until October 25th, 1779, when they hastily abandoned it without any explanation. Oh, well, it's because of the dog. Yeah, Whether or not it was the dog, you know, it had to do with it, but there's something about this location that always has it ended up just being abandoned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was given back to the French.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. It was given back to the French. Um, but they changed it, uh, it wasn't, um, it became Fort Lewis at that time. okay, for Louis the 20th? Um, for, yeah, the King of France. But then they, exp- they abandoned it again. And then in 1899, a hundred years later, the U.S. government expanded the fort, um, you know, and renamed it Fort Mm Wetherill. It was put on caretaker status until World War II. But once again, it was mysteriously abandoned. The state acquired the property for the public use in August 16th, 1917, uh, 1972. And the original dweller of the fort still remains at large to be the phantom hound um people make a claims of hearing um uh, howling within the lower chambers Ooh. but yet there is absolutely zero evidence that there's any animals in there and I have to say, if there was any animals living in there, I'm sure that it's probably just like some coyotes or something. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I've been down in those tunnels myself. And I've never encountered the dog. But I've definitely encountered some apparitions or two. The place is pretty big. And it's pretty quiet when you're down there. So you can pretty hear much hear anything. And it's like, you know, there's not a light in the lower, a lot of the lower levels. So when you right. go down there, you have to have like, you gotta have like floodlights to actually, it's actually a graffiti safe zone for any fellow writers out there. It's a safe place to go. Nice. Um, it's actually a legal zone, sun up to sundown. So mm. Just throwing it out there uh, for any any lovers out there. Um, <clears throat> but because of like how quiet it is even though it's an open to the public thing, like this place is so huge that like there's absolutely zero explanations to where some of these people just like go because right. there's nowhere for them to go like i've seen things and like you know i like go to try to check it out afterwards and it's like it's pretty wide open once you're out of the tunnel so it's like i thought i'd see things like as i was like walking back to like go out to the main like area and then once i would get out there they'd be gone and there'd be nobody there
0: yeah
1: that's creepy mm. you know so it's like and who's to say exactly how many ghosts there are in this place i mean this place is huge there's all there's so many little mini bunkers like do you know how much has probably gone on like the 61 acres of land like it's crazy you know
0: yeah, I mean but I I've only been I, there once, so I didn't get to go to the extent of it, but yeah. It is just um, huge.
1: Yeah. But they do say that like if you encounter the dog that you if you or if you hear that dog, you get the fuck out of there because if you see it well, you're probably not gonna live to tell the tale. Oh,
0: well, that's not
1: alarming or anything. So it's like, yeah, a lot of a lot of the stories I could find researching about like people's experiences, people made claims that they heard something. You know? Yeah. But nobody's ever said, Oh shit, I dropped my <laughs> okay? phone. Are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> you still there yes yeah, still here yeah. <laughs> okay sorry i dropped the ball Well, <laughs> a lot of people were saying you know like they'd be like i heard shit but like i've never seen it and it's like well there could be a reason for that you know yeah that's i mean that's very true though and rhode island also not for nothing like you know there are a lot of disappearances and really strange um, unsolved murders. I mean, I'm not saying that it's all the Mafia, but... I mean, it could be. Um, <laughs> Like, it, you know, it could be, it could be just some of the uh, paranormal instances and maybe that yeah maybe that Rhode Island. Devilish cooch it's that devil dog. The devil dog. Devil yeah, dog. it's that devil dog. It's that devil dog. Just coming snatching them all up. <laughs> they should have brought bacon strips, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well I'm gonna finish it off with some honorable mentions and um A little bit of information about the ufo and bigfoot sightings that have happened in rhode island okay um so an honorable mention is the um legend of the providence anthem um,
1: which is
0: a, a fountain and if you drink from the fountain you are guaranteed to always return Mm. but um it's suggested to not actually test that theory because the water is apparently really dirty okay um and then there's
1: uh oh my god a witch tree
0: (laughs) the witch tree (laughs) located in the middle of an intersection of log and man school roads is said to be named after a witch that lived down the road. Many residents claim if you drive around the tree three times and head in a certain direction, you will be followed by a phantom. No chance. It's a cop. Hmm. That was was a joke that they put in there. I didn't think it was (laughs) very funny either.
1: Jesus Christ. Wait, is that Patrick Wilson? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Yes!
2: It's apparently in the movie. I totally
1: forgot that. They're that just was in sheet. the movie? I not think that was that movie.
2: It's s- was s- no, it's totally
0: the- not in the movie. Lorraine Warren to say in the
2: film. She's like, I want this scene.
0: All right, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Foster I mean. is where Dolly Cole, an alleged witch, vampire, and murdered prostitute haunts the dense forest where she was killed. Those who say... They have encountered her ghost can barely speak of the experience. Oh. Yeah. And then Holy Tower shit. Hill. You hear mm-hmm. me? Tower yeah, Hill in Cumberland, hear. Rhode Island is said to be a paranormal hotspot. Total strangers have reported the strange uh, or the same sightings of a ghost boy and his dog, a little girl who lingers in the same spot in a toddler ghost on a tricycle. Ooh, spooky. Hmm. And there's also the mysterious runestone, they call the Nangar- uh, Nan- uh, Narragansett runestone. Um, it appears to have medieval inscriptions on it, um, but it only appears for 20 minutes each day at low tide. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. and then finally on our honorable mentions is in the woods of the narragansett you will find a witch's altar in druid's chair a mysterious circle of stones around an altar like stone druid chairs is a carved stone uh placed off of the side of the circle using your imagination to come up up with what could go on there Oh, um, so they're saying it's like a sacrificial rock, pretty much. It's still there? Yeah, it's in the woods of Narragansett. Oh, wow. Um, And finally, we'll get to the good stuff. So, there, most recently for Rhode Island, is 429 sightings. The most recent sighting was from june of this year actually the last two were from jamestown um just within a couple days of each other in rhode island and they just saw um six plus people witness a bright light um oving in strange directions
1: interesting yo there was something that happened like that last week out in california
0: that's crazy yeah it's the alien man it,
1: I mean, no, like, really, like, um, me and my mom were actually just talking about this. We were just talking about this, about how, like, this guy, um, reported, like, he was, like, uh, uh, what's that beach? Sa- uh, Santa Monica? hmm Right? Um, he's a truck driver, and he saw, like, it was, it looked like bright sunlight like coming from the ocean there was like this strange bright unexplained glow that was like coming like up from like the shoreline weird into the sky the way you said that just made me think of that so i yeah that's i I mean it could be very similar yeah it reminded me of it like when you were talking about it uh anyways continue on girl Oh, thanks. Well,
0: as far as Bigfoot um encounters, there hasn't been very many. There's in the state of Rhode Island, there is only 5. Mm-hmm. Um the most recent happening um in let's see, the Providence County it was an early morning sighting in spring um on April 15th. It says, uh, the statement is, I was driving along Route 6 crossing the Connecticut state line into Rhode Island. The road is very dark and heavily wooded in particular areas. As I was traveling east, something quickly moved across the road in front of me. I was driving approximately 55 miles per hour. Once I registered what I was seeing, I also realized whatever it was had walked on two legs. It cleared the guardrail on the side of the road. It had step. It was one step, and it was gone. I was very spooked. <laughs> Sorry, I just think it's really funny when people say I was very spooked. spooked. Uh, the whole <laughs> incident last lasted less than thirty seconds, though. I think it about it often, especially when I drive um through that area. So that was the most recent, which is very interesting. Um, the other one was in 1998, but I mean, like I said that, uh, or actually the other one was in Washington County, possible stick formation found by hiker. So I don't even know if I would count that as a, Mm. I mean, but then again, it depends how obviously deep in the, the forest and stuff. It's true. Yeah. You know something
1: that, oh, no, I'm sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. Something, well, uh, it's completely off topic. But you know what? I was just re- remembering something about Rhode Island. What? It is, um, Belcourt Castle. Oh, I don't
0: think, I haven't heard of that one.
1: Belcourt Castle, in Newport? It's one of the mansions. Yeah, towns. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. mansion. Belcourt yeah. Castle, um, uh, I, well, I don't want to actually. I'll get to it after you're done, Rachel. Oh, I'm I'm pretty much done. Okay, so well, that
0: that was it. Like I said, it was just a little tidbit.
1: Yeah. Um, Belcourt Castle dates back to uh, 1895. It's on Bellevue mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, originally designed as a summer home for Oliver Hazard Perry Belmont. Um and it was designed by architect Richard Morris Hunt. Um it's a chateau like style and is on fifty thousand acres square feet. Uh fifty fifty thousand square feet. Um, which is uh, you know, that's a big place. Yeah. Place is fucking huge, all right. Um and it's rumored to be one of the most haunted mansions out of a lot of the Newport mansions. This is the one where most of the action happens. <coughs> um, but it's not haunted by ghosts. It's, it's more haunted by people. Haunted objects. Oh. And yeah. antiques that are on display. Um, like the suit of armor. There's a suit of armor that's in the place. And. Uh, it is rumored that you can hear the death cries of the man that it was molded for. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the, like, um, cha- haunted chairs also. Uh, people. Compl- yeah, they
0: had, like, a death chair there for a while or something like that.
1: Yep and there's a monk statue there too that uh apparently makes claims to those uh near it it just says things to them i guess
0: well that's still interesting
1: yeah it is interesting i just like i just realized like this whole entire episode that we were talking about we didn't talk about a single mansion
0: i mean there are many haunted mansions i just picked some of the more popular ones that we covered yeah and the ones that we did research about independently
1: uh yeah well carrie mansion was in ghost hunters
0: yes it was
1: mm-hmm. the carrie mansion
0: if, if I recall not met very much happened though.
1: Yeah. And the uh and the carousel. Oh yes. Yeah. How
0: can I forget the carousel?
1: Yeah. The carousel. Yeah. Um the Charles Lou carousel. Uh and Crescent Park. And uh what was it? Um it burned down right right and that uh people like it's the ghosts of those that died in the fire that haunt the ride and like you know people say it turns on by itself all the time randomly the lights start flickering it starts going on and there's a woman Yeah, you can
0: feel a present sometime uh present sometimes when you're riding the ride yeah
1: they always say that there's like this woman that's in a big hoop skirt that's always seen spotted um wandering around it like you know kind of like twirling around lollygagging by the the uh the place yeah well, nice. I think
0: that about sums up Rhode Island yeah. as far as, you know, I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah, folklore. I think we kind of gave a nice, uh, you know. We had a nice little platter there. Yeah, there is a nice platter for you to pick on. Yeah,
1: you know, like, Rhode Island's filled with a lot of haunted shit, you know? Right,
0: well, I mean, I, it's I, not I think that, that that's what makes... Live. But, I mean... I think that's what makes Rhode Island, or... New England so interesting is that a lot of obviously there's a lot of history elsewhere, but mm-hmm. this is like kind of where the yeah. beginning of our nation was is like in this area.
1: We got all kinds of haunted doggies and the right. devil obviously. Yeah, we, we got devil the dogs, devil we got devil the snack and cha cha sliding, leaving his footprints all over the England, you know. And, like, and his dog's running amok and Fort Wetherill, scaring the shit out of everybody that, like, it literally makes a heart stop.
0: Yeah, it gives them heart
1: attacks. Dog, they're <laughs> like, ah, oh, God, like, it, that I devil dog. <laughs> devil dog. I don't, I
0: don't ever want to see a devil <laughs> dog. I want
1: to see that devil dog. No way, bitch. You know, see and all me. kinds of vampires, you know, uh, arriving yeah, the old ready prostitutes i mean the only exciting thing oh that God. i was really digging was the bread bacon and <laughs> and the topless women serving me wings all right like that sounds yes. that sounds like a great time like it does it sounds, sounds like, like a great time, time to me you know
0: and on that note i think it's time for our
1: our good night final yeah. well for so the episode yes this was a good time i enjoyed this one
0: yeah, check us out. Yeah. Um, you know, on
1: Facebook. Give us a follow on God. Facebook, a follow on Insta. Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify.
0: Yes, check out the website yeah. 3girls1cape.com. Three
1: girls one cape.
0: Uh, check out check us out on Patreon and mm-hmm. love as our always, Patreon, we have, on MySpace. Page. We're gonna bring you yeah. some excellent uh,
1: content for the Patreon, so
0: yeah most definitely um check out the different tiers that we have available Mm -hmm. and i think that yeah you know i think we're ready to announce that next week we're going to be talking about well not next week but next next week next
1: episode
0: (laughs) next episode we're going to be talking about connecticut and Connecticut, all
1: the... and we're going to talk about how they are terrible drivers. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about how they're terrible drivers. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: Connecticut,
0: who, it's like the, um, they're like the redheaded stepchild of New England. <laughs> or like the mullet of New the England. Mullet. yeah, that's a
1: good way to put it. Oh shit! All right, I'm getting down to my last second, so. Oh, that was, Good night. Good night. Hi, Farewell. Good yeah. Night. That was
0: a good stay. Point. Stay lit. Yeah. Stay
1: weird. Yes.
0: Stay cray cray. I hope you could handle the truth. The truth
1: is out there, my friends.
0: Yeah, the truth is out there. You know, See. make sure that you're running with the devil.
1: Running with the Nail, devil. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> it with the devil! <laughs> and done.
0: That hmm. was dead.